I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. For an hour. Do I sound like Rod? Rod the God. Yeah. I'd love to sound like Rod Stewart. It's funny because everyone always slags off Rod Stewart and says he's really naff and shit, but <coughs> I like him. I think he's got an amazing voice. Like uh it reminds me like Kelly Jones from the Stereophonics, another band everyone kind of slags off and says they're really naff and shit. His voice though. Um, wow. He's got an amazing voice. Yeah. And uh, just an aside, my uh, brother's missus, her dad looks exactly like Rod Stewart and he's got a Rod Stewart tattoo. What a man. Yeah, I think, um, I think growing up, like that Rod in the 80s when he was like doing Do You Think I'm Sexy and he was kind of like uh, a parody of himself and he was dreadful. And, um, And then... Like, as I've grown up, I've learned to kind of think, actually, I quite like Rod. Yeah, I'm looking forward to listening to his Christmas album. I quite like the faces as well. Like, a bit yeah, black, mate, like, yeah. You could see a black crow's in there. But yeah. It's real Americana. Mm. But yeah, an amazing voice. Yeah, I would have liked to have been around... Um, who's the guy from The Stones that's gone out of my head? Ronnie Woods. Ronnie Woods, Rod Stewart. Like, apparently early days of, like that sort of time then voices and that they sort of get together and drink and play guitar and yeah, stuff really like that I'd like to be in the room it? yeah it's like to be really in the room about it. and I really like that mm. it's not enough of that I kind of try I try and keep my nose in that quite a bit really but yeah. still it's not enough so hello 
Hello. <laughs> I'm still croaky as hell. Set the timer, fam. Oh, set the timer. Um, welcome to the mouth of manliness. That's our new theme tune. So, um, if you're listening, like, so we were six weeks ahead. We're now not that far ahead <laughs> because I went on holiday. I had a so meltdown. Brad had a meltdown, so we had a bit of a gap. But it's actually worked out quite well because now it means that um, we're like just two weeks ahead of ourselves. Yeah, we're kind of current. Yeah. Relevant. So if you're listening to us today, I believe it will be Boxing Day. Nah, surely not. Yeah, I think so. Well, so last week would have come out on the 11th, did we say? Yep. 8, 9, 10, 11. Uh, I can't count. But Merry Christmas! So will, will, will we release on Boxing Day? I'm guessing it will just go anyway. Yeah, it? I don't know dates and things, yeah. but we'll have a look. But it'd be good if it if it was coming out on Boxing Day. So it'll be, be Boxing Day. This is quite nice. Yeah, so everyone's had like a um, the Christmas they wanted, like we told them last week. And uh, Boxing Day, I like Boxing Day. For me, Boxing Day is like, there's none of the like Christmassy hype stuff, but there's still loads of the food. So you can have like a massive breakfast. At the, like all food rules go out the window at Christmas, didn't they? Food and drink rules. It's so really I'll have neat, a I fucking don't get excited about cake for food. breakfast or whatever. I mean, so I don't really get excited about food. I love food. It's my favourite thing, food. I've been watching uh, I'm a Celebrity Get Me Out of Here. Mm. Uh, and um, one of them posed the question like, would you, could, if you had to pick one, would it be sex or food? Most people picked food. Yeah, because you can have sex with food. You can, yeah, I suppose you can, yeah. Apple pie or whatever. Cucumber for the ladies. <laughs> <laughs> but it's weird because I think like, food is quite satisfying, isn't it? But uh, and uh, like if I go out for dinner, like it'll be one of the rare occasions when I get to eat meat, so I do quite look forward to it. Yeah. But uh, I don't... I, I'm not that fucking bothered with it, really. What's your Boxing Day looking like then, mate? What are you doing? Uh, Boxing Day... Uh, I'll just be getting home now on Boxing Day. Uh, but at Boxing Day, I go to my mum's, like, kind of late afternoon, and see my sisters and my nephews. It's quite nice seeing my nephews. I feel like um, my nephews are... Sexy? Right, they are sexy. That's the problem. <laughs> I'm My nephews are really, really handsome fellas. Oh, right. Like they're all boys. How old are they? Um, Connor and Morgan are twenty-one. Oh, wowzers! And I thought they were like running around. Connor's uh, like he earns more money than me. He works in the city, and uh, he looks like a really, really handsome city boy. Like, he's got blonde hair, he's really, he's taller than me, I, I think he might be now. And he's cool as all hell, and he's he's always looks sharp. Mm. Uh, but he's actually quite, um, he don't say a lot. Oh, right. So you know when you think he's going to be this kind of bullshit shitty boy, mm. he's just not at all, he don't really say a lot. Just chilled. Yeah, he's pretty relaxed. Mm. Uh, and his brother, Morgan, um, like, uh, I believe I got, Morgan and my other nephew Jordan into tall, like nice. and they both went to um, 
um, Downline Festival, like Summer Just Gone, mm. just to see Tool. Amazing. And I'm that's like, cool. I think I introduced you to Tool. Yeah, that's like... That makes me feel pretty good. That is kind of like a a nice thing with nephews and nieces. You can kind of like say, oh, listen to this, listen to that, and point them in that direction. My um, nephew's birthday was in the summer. He had a barbecue, and uh, we were taking turns in having the phone because they've got wireless speaker system and all that. And we were trying to slip in like songs with swear words in without people noticing. Mm-hmm. And it got silly in the end. We put um, there's one with Mark Ronson and Mister Cow, and it's just feel right in the motherfucker, feel good in the motherfucker. And like just keeps going and going and going. It's quite nice, like seeing like aunts and uncles and nans looking around going. Ooh, What's that saying there? This isn't Glenn Miller. Probably can't hear it because they're deaf. Well, they probably just uh, tuned out to it. Yeah, probably. And like, oh, yeah, I don't like this. It's too funky. Yeah. Can't deal with the funk. I love it, mate. I, I have all the funk you can give me. Yeah, I was talking about uh, yeah, this the other day, saying like like the first like proper music you felt you got into. Mm. And my first proper music was Prince, like, all day long. Oh, amazing. And uh, so for... Oh no, like until I was like maybe even fifteen. Mm. So me getting into music. Um so I probably did a good three years of just Prince. That's amazing. Just listening to Prince to death. I was obsessed with Prince. Prince yeah. was my first gig. Wow. I, I saw Prince when I was fourteen at Wembley Arena. And um because he just plays guitar. Yeah. And then that got me into playing guitar. Yeah. And then I got into um Guns and Roses. Yeah. And it was like, oh, yeah. So I, I could probably play guitar. That's so cool. Cause like, for me, Prince, I saw, like, the chintzy side of Prince. And I didn't really get into him until later in life. I see him at Hot Farm a couple of years back. Oh, yeah, yeah. Which is crazy. So um, you would have got his Prince after me. Yes. Which meant that you probably got into, like, Cream and that kind of thing. Uh, get off. Well, no, not even that, like... It's just one of those bands that I've just found probably in the not. It's like one of those guys I've probably found like the rest of these bands like, um, in the last sort of few years like driving around. You think, oh, I'll stick like the uh, iTunes top list or whatever, and like fucking hell, that's good. Like, what album's that off of? And you go and find the album um, and like listen through Prince the album. Is, like Prince is all about the album. As yeah, well. like he's a proper or he was. Uh, like when I liked him. Like the albums yeah. were fucking like you've got a full piece of work. Yeah, the whole thing. You could really, really enjoy the whole fucking yeah. album. Unfortunately, the last Prince album I listened to was the Batman album. I listened to the whole thing. Yeah, that was the last album by Prince that I liked. Hmm. I didn't like Graffiti Bridge. Everything prior to that, even right away back to his first album. Like his first album is just fucking like a Hendrix album. It's yeah. Fucking so good. Yeah. And it, I liked, and then everything prior to that I listened to for death. Yeah. Like, that's all I listened to. Amazing. And then I think grunge came along and it was it was stuff like Nirvana and you hear Nirvana or you watch Nirvana mm. and you're like, oh, I could play that. Yeah. Like, I could do that. Yeah. Oh, should we start a band? Mm. And I, I think my, my first band was, we did a Nirvana, we did, no, we didn't, we did a Vaseline's cover. We did Molly's Lips. Which is just too cool, yeah. pretty much. And uh, grunge came along at a really good time for me because it really kind of just 
said to me, you can do this. Yeah. You can have a band. It's accessible. It's like yeah. it's the punk thing as well, isn't it? Just mm. all of a sudden it's in your grasp, in your control kind of thing. I feel that's why I didn't like bands like Pearl Jam because it was like, they, they were still almost, you know, like Guns N' Roses riffs. So there's like a lot going on. Mm. You know, it's like finger stuff. It's just not just bashing calls. Yeah. Whereas a lot of like, for me, the proper grunge bands, like they might have a play over, but yeah. it's normally really simple. Yeah. But primarily, it's like those are the calls. Yeah, that's like, that's the music the that gets me is when you hear it and you think, I could play that. That's so simple, and it it you think, fuck, why haven't why am why haven't I thought of that? Why hasn't someone else done it? But it's so simple, and you can play it. Yeah. And then I'm that's it. I'm like, oh, and you like, and also I haven't got to dress up to look like. No. Yeah. I like grunge was a revolution to me. Mm. Like I used to, like I loved the Smashing Pumpkins and still do, and I always thought. I never listened to them and thought, oh, I could play what they play. Yeah. It took me a long time to be able to... Like, I remember the day when I kind of got a big muff and I was like, oh, I could play Siamese Dream. Yeah, yeah. I can't do his solos, maybe. No. Like, I'm not... can't do solos, but I was like, I could do that. Amazing. It's good times in your life, aren't they? Yeah, little bits like that. And have you ever had it when you've learned a song that you've really wanted to play for ages? And when you learn it, it you're kind of disappointed... Like I used to get, or I'd be sick of the song, or I'd be, it'd annoy me that I can only play like the first few opening chords and stuff like that. I get fucking sick of it. I never, I think I always found it too hard. And this is why, you know, when I was thinking, have I got ADHD? And that's like stuff like that that makes me think it because I could never sit like long enough to, or never had the patience to work out a song. Mm. Even if someone was showing me how to play it, like it very rarely did I could I be asked to sit and work it out. Yeah. Um so I spent most of the time just like just playing on like, one notes and things just going, Oh, it's starting to sound like that. Yeah. Or just getting like the feel of and it sounds really cheesy and shit and a bit bluesy, which I don't like, but it sounds a bit I never could it took years before I learned like blues scales. Mm. But just kind of thinking, ah, oh, that sounds a bit like that. I remember like working out like an E chord that sounded started sounding a bit like pumpkins. And I'm yeah. Like, oh, I just want to write stuff like that. Yeah. So I was never really that interested in like it's copying ins- things. Inspiring, something else is inspiring. That really it is mad. I love it, especially when you get in that kind of zone and wanting to learn stuff and write stuff and everything. It's really weird because I guess kind of bringing it back to what we do is that I spend quite often say to people when they get in touch that even like just it's really important to do the things that like that make you happy definitely and like I know sometimes those things can be quite hard to do but even if it's just for me like just picking up the guitar for like sometimes just five minutes mm. it's like really really nice mm. uh, or just drawing and I, you know, just making the time to do those little things really does make you it really improves quality of life. Both of those a lot. two things have been helping me this last few weeks. Buddy's like, "I'll come and draw this with me. I'll come and like do this." And last this week, not tonight because I've been busy, but it's been nice because he's been saying, "Oh, let's make a song." So he jumps on the piano, like gets three notes together. I sit on the con and play the drum. I've recorded them actually. I play them in a little while, and he's just like, "Oh, let's listen back. Like, how do we?" 
how do I put it on the World Wide Web and become famous? I'm like, no, don't do it to become famous. And it's like, oh, well, how, will I be rich now? So no, you definitely won't be rich. I said, even if the whole world did hear that, you'd still only earn like 0.64p from Spotify or whatever it is. So don't do it for that reason. So just do it because we enjoy doing it. And it's quite nice because you, you see him, he starts, does a couple of notes and he really starts to get into the zone. And like one one of them we recorded, and I started playing. He went, no, 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 you go when I tell you to go. And I put my thumb up, and like he kind of played, looked over, and just like put his little thumb up. And then I started playing. It's amazing. Uh, yeah, yeah. I think like that is one of the big joys of having children. Uh, is that those moments when you think, oh, like I've had a positive influence there. Yeah, like Santa's meant a lot to me. Uh, they've kind of picked up on it and, and then they're trying to please you while they're doing it as yeah, well. Yeah. And it's like, oh yeah, this is great. Yeah. I've had those moments, uh, certainly with Mia, like quite a few bits like that. I mean, like, like she bought a keyboard home and I'm like, oh, I think you might play a C. And then I'll just play along and then I'll, go, I'll just try to change it like that. And yeah, it's yeah. like, oh, we just wrote a song. Oh, you know, that's so thing. nice. Yeah, it makes you feel good. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I don't know. Oh, it's weird. I th- those moments I tell you what I've had those moments when um, uh, Jude got this thing for his birthday like a Lego animation and you have to put the app on your phone and basically film it with your phone oh cool and you do little animations and you get all these little rods to move them around oh amazing but you can do uh, stop stop motion and we were doing some of that and it, that was really lovely yeah no. My first music that I think I got into first. Oh, yeah. Chaz and Dave. No one's gonna no one's gonna dish you for that, are No. But I was young and that was what my granddad listened to, so I ended up listening to it. And I remember listening to, uh, watching uh, Top of the Pots of him and being disappointed that Chaz and Dave weren't on it. And he had to explain to me that the only bands they have on the actual TV show are like the top 10. And obviously Chaz and Dave weren't always in the top 10. I think I remember him maybe seeing them like once or twice on Top of the Pots or whatever. Yeah, they and were. Then, Snooker loopy. Yeah, of course, yeah. And he, uh, he took me to Cliff Pavilion to see him as well, so I see him live. And I used to walk around with braces and a flat cap. Who took and, you? Uh, who is it? Chaz and Dave. No, who took you? Dad my was... granddad. Oh, your granddad. Yeah, my dad went along with it. And then you have all like the stuff that your parents are into. Like, I remember, I like everything. Like, cause my dad likes most music anyway. Like, Mum would be listening to Gladys Knight, Barbara Streisand, Doris Day. Yeah, that's good. And then like, my dad's listening to everything. The Eagles, um... Steely Dan, but then he liked, well, Eric Clapton, obviously. But then he liked, like, he'd come to me with bands. Like, and so, like, I remember him like an elbow before me. And, like, just a few different things. He'd go, oh, have you heard this? And I'm like, yeah, I have. Like, I've heard this. But, oh, no, but have you heard it? And, like, we, we always had, like, really good music That's conversations. Cool. It was re- I'm really lucky in that I respect. Did, like, they weren't music, really. My sister, I think, like, introduced me to a few bits and bobs and... But, like, my parents didn't really listen to me. Like, my mum kind of now pretends that she did. <laughs> and, like, she saw the Beatles at Southend. Yeah, my dad saw him at Southend. So, I've like, actually worked in the building that they played. Like, that's really cool. Bartley's Bank now. That's amazing. Yeah. Mm. And um, and then, 
like I think the only music they introduced me to is the Carpenters. And I yeah, I love like the Carpenters. carpenters. I don't really, I, it's funny actually. It's funny that I that I would end up like Karen Carpenter and what a great singer and lovely yeah, legs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's quite funny. Uh, the one music that I took from my parents was basically quite depressing. Yeah. Anyways. Yeah. And like when you listen when you know to the it story now, as it's well, it's really kind of like quite sad, really. Yeah, really sad. Um, but I, yeah, I remember like once saying to my dad, uh, oh, can we go to, you know, like I really like guitar. Wouldn't it be cool if like the two of us went to see Eric Clapton at oh. the Albert Hall? And my dad was like, oh, yeah. <laughs> just didn't cost oh, me. Oh, no. Right. Probably would have been about three quid back then. And oh, it's like 300 pounds now. Yeah, I, I, I don't like Clapton now. But um, I think it's really, really lovely because I think, like, as someone who's, like, like well into music, I was always, it would have been lovely that if I had a dad like yours. But that's really sweet. It is nice. And, like, he'd come and pick us up Friday nights and he used to live down in Bournemouth. So he'd pick you up and take you to Bournemouth? Yeah, do So it. did he move to Bournemouth, like, straight away? Um, yeah, so he moved out of the house that um, him and my mum had. And he worked away loads anyway. He worked in like Turkey. Why did he moved to Um, Because uh, the he met a girl called Sue in Libya, and her family. My dad worked in Libya for quite a bit. Her family um, were from Brandscore, and my dad went down there a few times. He just fell in love with a new forest. Oh, did, so did he meet someone else? And that's yeah, why yeah. they split up. And oh. Uh, no, I don't think I don't know why they split up. It's weird, isn't it? Yeah, because like. Um, I kind of know, but there's still bits that I don't know. Yeah, it's, it's weird. Like, I feel, I feel like that's one thing I... Because I haven't spoken to my mum about it, like, probably I don't know much what I'd want to say about it, really. I no, think no. he was working away a lot, and I think that's a big thing, obviously, a big big thing towards it. But, um, yeah, so like he'd pick us up Friday nights, do a day's work, and then he'd go, oh, have you heard this? Like, listen to this. And we're like, we'd listen to tapes. And like, yeah, he used to have, he had like, when he had a Vauxhall Cutlass. What, drive back to Bournemouth? Yeah. that's when, a couple of hours. Yeah, it's two hours, 40, something like that. And I remember um, the Eagles did um, Hell Freezes Over tour when they all got together for the first time after like 10 years of arguing. And they do like a seven minute version of Hotel California at the beginning, it's got bongos and stuff like that. And uh, he had that on tape. And he put it on, he was like, see if you can guess what this is. And so like, how old do you reckon you were? Um, that was like around the time of like Friends and stuff like that. So it would have been 90s, um, 1990s, whatever, between 91 and 95. So what would that have made you? You know, I, I can't do this shit. You know, I can't do numbers. So if I was born in 1982... 10 so, would be 92. So, yeah, between yeah, sort of 10 yeah, like and 20. Early teens. Yeah. And um, I do that to, to me. Like, like Oasis come on, like, do you know what it is? Or the Strokes. Yeah. It's nice Not when you don't know strokes, what it is. Oasis, uh, the Smiths. And she can normally tell if it's American or not. Yeah. Wow, that's cool. Sorry. That's, that was a little bit of dad pride. 
I'm proud of you for your dad pride. Now carry on, come on. Sorry, I'm interested in what you were saying. I can't remember what I was saying. So you said you your dad would pick you up. Oh yeah, he picks up like those drives. On, yeah. Uh, so the the really long version of Hotel California. Yeah, and like Have just, you done the camera? Uh yeah, not on me though. But yeah, it just blew my mind. And like I'm lucky that like I can't think of an example, but like all music, like even like through like the eighties, nineties, and stuff like that, he would still bring new stuff to the table as well. So oh, yeah, I don't like this bit about it, but have you heard this? Like, have you heard like that's a moog on that one? And like we talk about it and stuff like that. And one of my worst memories is like we tried to get two keyboards to work together with MIDI, and I just thought I knew I could do it like by plugging it in and pushing one button. And it was like, no, like we need to program it, but I don't know how to do it. But let's work it out together. I'm pretty confident we could do it. And I remember thinking, no, and I remember crying, thinking, no, because I'd seen someone at school, we had a guy come in, play like digital drums. He played like A-team, but his keyboard was linked to the drum machine and he could play like keys to the drums. Yeah, yeah. But no, but you used to be able to do it with like this, we had like two Yamahas or whatever, and you could like uh, sync up the world clock. So they would both, if you push like demo on both of them, they'd be in sync kind of thing. And uh, I just thought I knew it all. And I didn't listen to him. I remember like that being one of like two or three arguments we ever had, to be honest. Even like he's a bit of a yoda with it all. It never like nice, isn't it? it sounds like you had a lovely relationship. With yeah, you, I did. I did. I had a great relationship. I never really argued. I could always go to him for, for stuff and advice. And um, and you were cool with going to like Bournemouth. Yeah, I loved it. Time. Yeah, we had like a whole other life there a whole another bedroom different friends and we used to he used to work down the theater so the he used to go oh yeah maybe talking about the theater Mate, so you used so to go cool. with your brother yeah my brother went as well both go down there three of us and uh yeah pick us up after work friday nights and then we'd be there saturday and he'd drop us back in essex sunday night like over the bridge and stuff but then them, them two days like sometimes if there was something going on at the theatre, sometimes we'd go straight to the theatre Friday night, do a show. Saturday, down there early, get in or get out another show. Saturday night, do a show. And get you joining in. Yeah. Sunday, because we used to... Job. Yeah, we used to work down there, so we'd get free lunch in the George pub just around the corner. We had, like... I did, I've did. i done oh, sound and lighting. Right. I've done sound and lighting for the original Glenn Miller band. And there's only, like, three remaining members or whatever. Um... I got someone sacked on the lighting desk because I wouldn't point like one light in the right direction or whatever, but it's bullshit. Um, Chris Packham, I met down there. You kind of grew up in the theatre, kind of, yeah, at weekends. That's quite cool, eh? yeah. And then that's lovely weekend during the week back in Essex, football, birds, pub. Way I'm 12. Did you do all that? Uh, yeah, on and off, not like every day. But you play football. Yeah, so football I had to do because that's what other kids in my school did. So I had to go and do it naturally. So I had to have the stickers and the books and stuff like that. And I had to decide a football team. My dad supported West Ham. Uh, I suppose for me it was easier just uh, standing with the people who smoke. <laughs> yeah. Because then, like, I, 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 never, I never smoked no. in school. And where if I stood with the people who smoked, I mean, I didn't have to do all that. And like, no one would think I was shit. No, I'm that makes sense. Shit. I'm just too fucking cool. Yeah, no, I've kind of like, for the a big chunk of the beginning of my life, I would do stuff to make people like me and go in directions. And 
You know, I like playing football at school. It's I not remember. like that. that I think that's pretty normal. Yeah, I think so. I feel yeah. like most people are like that. Yeah, I think so. And I, I did enjoy playing I football. I did it to an extent as well, like hanging with the smoking people. Yeah, I guess I so, yeah. I started drinking. I like... My, I think my granddad, he wasn't too fussed, but then there was a time I was over there like most weekends and my granddad started taking me over to Canvey. And then I wasn't that good, but I think he had a word with him and just said, I'll oh, just let him, you know, run about or whatever. And, uh, oh, you played for a team? Yeah, Canvey Island and Castleton Colts, Wickford Town. Oh, and, uh, yeah, and we even ball boyed at South End. So I was like on the pitch, walk out on the pitch and then catch the ball and throw it back. But I was too scared to actually catch the ball. I think I touched it like once. It was Wolves versus South End or whatever. And and what was nice was my That's so funny, it's really funny. In the midst of like your parents splitting up and everything, you still seem to have like had this uh like uh really kind of like an almost if it was in America it'd be like this really kind of nice <laughs> Yeah, what baseball and apple yeah, pie thing. yeah, to a degree. I mean, it was fucked, completely fucked. But yeah. like, my granddad would try and maintain a level of normality, and school become my family because that was their everyday kind of thing. I, I love school. Like, I was really funny at school, and I used to like being different and weird. And I never felt like I was in any kind of like I was like an in betweener, really. Yeah, like I could, I could. Like, I'd run around, but then I'd go in and do a bit of maths or yeah, music and stuff like that. Like and, nice. Yeah, lucky, Sounds really, right. really lucky. And like at Bromford's in Wickford, we had like quite a, well. At one stage, it was a good like music suite. Um, got proper fucked up apparently, but like it got to a stage where um, other people were better at me than football. I'd just go in and I realised other people were in the music room and I'd go and do that for a little while. And then in the end, I was just spending my whole lunches and missing like the bit after lunch just to like stay in the studio. I had a drum kit there and they had like a little recording studio. No one knew how to use 8-track or anything. So me and my mate Andy worked it out. Like literally took it all apart, put it all back together again, got a little working studio going and stuff like that. So it's all, like music's always been there, like everywhere. I'm really lucky, really, really lucky. I think that's what, has driven me into breakdown is because when you like spend eight hours in a hole in London in the rain in winter and you're just running the cables for someone who can like earn more millions of pounds or whatever and you think oh fucking hell like my fingers fall off yeah not necessarily it should have been me but I think like no but that like that should have been me thing like that encompasses it all yeah it does I think like it you just think I've had all these opportunities. I've done some really, really cool things. But then what I now realise is that's all part of it. Like they're all still the cool things. Like I've had to go and do that so I can appreciate when I've had good jobs. I've had office jobs and, you know, loads of different jobs. And you kind of like, like we were saying, how fucked up everything is in the moment when you look back, it's like a nicely written story kind of thing. You realise that all of that's important because I bring that to other things I do, like to podcasting and stuff like I still get up early and um, networking and phone calls and stuff like that and having to organise stuff on building sites, something that I've learnt and using tools and manual stuff and cables and it kind of all ties into music as well. It's quite mad really when you think about it. It's nuts. I consider myself lucky. It's really strange because I think... um... 
like you and I, we came at came at that from different angles. Mm. Like I obviously became much more centered in the music I like, whereas you've been very kind of open to things. But I feel like that's a dip, there's a difference between us. Mm. As in, like you're much more kind of wide-eyed and trusting of the world, mm. whereas and I, and I'm much more kind of cynical, you know. And I just think that's that's just there's a difference between yeah, us. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Um, but you know, saying that, it's really, I actually that's like one of the things I like about you most. Oh, that's cool. Um, and it's something that, you know, I kind of think, oh, I can learn from that and it would be nice if I was more like that. But um, Equally though, like Eddie was saying, that, like the light and shade of everything's really yeah. important. And it's like, I take a lot from how we talk and everything else. It gives me kind of balance. And I've been a lot more kind of confident and I've taken a lot less shit since we've been doing this. Um, and I think that's important as well, you know. I think like one of the big things that doing the podcast has done for us, and and I think it's really important to talk about the journey that we've had. But doing the podcast for me, like more than anything, has made me think, um, like I'm not that bad. Because. Just think, you know, we've had lots of lovely feedback, and it just makes me think that I, I don't need to pretend to be anything. No, like because when I'm really honest, honest with people, uh, they, it, um, it means something. Mm. And I think, well, then I can't be that fucking bad. So the podcast, if anything, like I say, if anything, that is an amazing, amazing thing. Definitely. So I thank absolutely each and every person who listens. But most of all, I thank you, Bradley Bear. Ah. Because like, it wouldn't happen like, if I wasn't sitting in front of you, none of this would happen. No, well, it's the same. It goes the other way. Like, but you're driving. What was I everything. getting at now? I was getting at a point. Gone off on a, on a loving tangent, haven't we? So. Music. So, so we both kind of came at, at music in a different direction. Because I came at it is uh, while you were being wide-eyed and enjoying everything, I was thinking, why am I? Why? Why can't I be that? Mm. You know, why? why is, what's in me that stops me doing all being that? And I, I realised now that, that I, I was depressed. Mm. That depression was in me. Um, but essentially, like, so we we spent our 10, 15, 20 years. But we're still at the same spot. Yeah, it is mad, really. I mean, I still have like... like uh, what I really wanted to do was be a massive rock star. Even after, like, other discussions when we talked about, like, Dave Grohl and it being work. Like, you and I both still had those things. We were like, oh, this wasn't meant to be. Yeah. I, I should have been, like, you know, when life's shit, I should be on tour. Yeah. Not even to that extent, though. No. It's just maybe not being in the situation that you're in. But I think everyone gets that. It's like human nature. It's probably, I'm quite cynical, like bred into us for some reason that we continue to go on and change and make more money make and money, make pay money. more but taxes. The thing is, though, like, Brad, for us, I don't think it was ever like wanting to make it as musicians was never really no. about money no 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 yeah definitely not so for me like the money bit is an aside I tell you what I what always really appealed to me about like making it as a musician was 
um, was having someone else look after me. Yeah. And look after things. Mm. Someone just go, right, Nick, you've got to be over there and you've got to be able to play yeah, guitar. And I'm like, I can do that. Yeah, for me, it and was... And I almost tested myself with that. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I know what you mean. Like, I like the idea of the um, the organised side of it and the regimental side of it. Like, knowing where I am on a particular day, um, knowing what time I've got to be here, there and everywhere else. Like, it sounds quite mad, really, but I'm being allowed to be creative in the day. But like yep. you say, you're still having someone go right over here, jump on this bus or yep. anything else. It's still businessy and it's still, I like the idea that it will then free me up to decide, right, I'm going to do this good thing for this person or yeah. like Most of I'm it, not going to charge like uh, uh, the Sleaford Mods and a few other bands have been doing it now where they charge a pound. Like if you really can't afford to go, be honest, and you go, oh, I can only pay a pound and they let you pay a pound. Like, like I'd love to, to do stuff like that. No, no, but you get to do something that um, in your life you like would be the dream. Yeah. You get to, it meets all those creative needs. Um, you make like, normally loads of money yeah financially there's then problems go and it's like oh then you have kids and then like, you've got loads of money anyway mm. so like you haven't got to take a massive responsibility mm. and all that was going on that went like, i don't really feel that that much now. no i don't i definitely don't I'm, the, my that's attitude the podcast is that's exactly me. what i was going to say it's like, yeah actually you don't need to um have Low, a lot, and I'll celebrate if we get like we hit like a milestone, like mm. 10,000 people, like or 10,000 listens. I'm like, fucking hell, yeah, like, that's amazing, yeah. And I'm and I'll shout about it, um, but mostly because it's like we've done this, yeah. But, um, I think you know, you think, oh, I really, oh, you start getting that smell of I'm gonna make it mm. again. It's like, oh, we could just do this. And then I'm just being creative. And then, yeah. then someone's going to look after me. Yeah. And yeah, then, I know what you mean. And then I was like, no, 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 that's not right. No. Because actually, I don't need anyone to look after me. No. Um, yeah, my kids are doing great. My mm. wife's happy. I've got, like, I'm doing all right. Yeah. Like, I, actually, I don't, I don't really need you. No. And the it thing would is, become a job anyway. And the problems that that comes with. Obviously, like, you're not here, so you're somewhere else. So then it's like, would my wife be that happy? Would it really work anyway? And then I'm like, and I've got some mental health problems and I need routine. Mm. Not going to eat, exactly eat healthily. And I kind of need to come home, really. And I couldn't drink every day because then I'll get really mentally ill. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's like, it wouldn't work. No, it ain't what it is. So maybe life plays out as it should. Yeah. Well, for yeah. me, this is that. This is like the same as on the tour bus or on stage or whatever. It's, it kind of like reevaluate your your thoughts with it all, really. Like and the messages that we get and stuff like that. That's the equivalent of you know a round of applause or whatever. The podcast given me like meaning. Mm, you know, me like too. that kind of where I was thinking about it earlier. I was thinking about someone I spoke to on Facebook, like someone I was friends with years ago, and they were really struggling. Essentially, that they were like, kind of saying, they need something just to fix it. Mm. Uh, 
and I was going, well, no, no one fixes it. So you need to go to therapy. You need to stick with it. Mm. You need to go to your doctors. You need to take medication. If you're not well, you need to fucking stick with it. Mm. And I'm like, and there's your answer. And they're like, I can't believe what you've done. And, yeah. And I'm like, yeah, but I've only done that because I've done all that other fucking shit. Yeah. And, um, and I realised it's just not enough sometimes. Mm. Like sometimes what you really, like the idea of working on something every day, it's like, I don't need, like I'm already working on being, not killing myself. Yeah. To the thought of having to work on something else. Mm. It's like, and it just seems like a really massive hurdle. I think I've shied away from it for years. Yeah. And then, um, and then I just thought, well, then the other answer, go to church. Yeah. Like, get into a religion. Mm. Like, stop. That, then then the answers will be there for you. Yeah. And you'll be fine. Mm. So I kind of came to this conclusion. I know we've gone on a wild tangent. It's fun though, isn't it? But yeah. So I came to this conclusion today that uh, initially it was three things. There's like three answers. Mm-hmm. It's either drugs, yep. therapy, mm-hmm. or religion. Yeah. And then, um, then I thought, no, that's quite a nice fucking three. It stands out. Mm. But then I was thinking, that's not enough. So then it was like caveats. It was like drugs, uh, legal or or not. Oh, okay. Solve the problem. Yeah. Like on that in that moment, they solve the problem. Mm. The next day, your problem's fucking ten times worse. Yes. It, I mean, there's no. That, that's the truth. Mm. But they solve that problem in that moment. And then the next one was therapy. Therapy solves a problem. Mm-hmm. Totally believe it does. Yeah. Like, I'm completely buying into therapy. Mm. You might have to go through 10 different types. You might have to go through 10 different therapists. Mm-hmm. But essentially, it solves the problem. However, drugs solve the problem in the moment. Mm-hmm. They don't solve the problem long term. Uh, and I would say even for a lot of uh, prescription drugs, Prescription drugs like, essentially solves the problem. Mm. Therapy is <clears throat> a long-term game. Mm-hmm. You know, therapy it could take you years for therapy to really work. Yeah, but if you don't like buy into it, it's not going to work. No. So you have to be committed for like, five years. Yeah, yeah, but if you're really ill, commit to five years. Mm. And then I decided that the third one being religion. Uh, splintered off into religion stroke spirituality. Yeah. Yeah, because religion for one person might be like, obviously, God, Jesus and everything else. For another person might just be music or Jimi Hendrix or something like that. No, but I think the difference is, is that if you go, uh, right, spirituality or religion, it involves you having to go give in. Yeah. So my caveat is in all these things, so you pretty much have to give in to them. Yeah. Like if you if you got if you're mentally ill, like I am quite often, uh, and as I felt many times, is that I just want to give in to booze. Mm-hmm. I'll just fucking give in, tramp, or give in heroin. Yeah. Give in to a substance. Mm-hmm. Like that's quite many times in my life that's felt like oh yeah I like that. Yeah. Um. But then I've kind of come to this realisation that I've got a wife and kids mm. 
who I would never want to let down. So I would, that's not going to happen. Yeah. So then for me, it was um, religion or film. But it's funny, like even with like the music and band thing, you said like you like the idea of giving in and like having yeah. someone just kind of look after you and say, you go here, go in. there. Yeah. You get really wanked. Yeah. Just give in. Yeah. It is just the giving in. Mm. And um and then like if you then go into spirituality or religion, you give in to it and do it and seriously you'll be yeah. alright. Yeah. It's like a like a cause. Having a call having like a having something, isn't it? So I kind of conclude it was really weird that I kind of came up with the idea that I say it was really weird that I came up with. It's not a weird idea, but um, when you think about solutions, and I was just thinking, what are the fucking solutions? Because like I haven't got a solution, and um, and it is for me. It's like well, I can I can invest in therapy, but I can't possibly invest in religion because I don't like religion. Mm-hmm. And then spirituality is kind of sidestep from religion. But then you add in a load of, you know, silly words and things that I can't really associate with. Yeah. So it depends. It's so like loaded because like religion, is that religiously going to church every week? Or is it just giving yourself into God? Or, um, you know, it could be that going to church every week. I've done this. Like for I think when we first met, I was going to church quite a bit. Um, I like the singing and the wine. But the singing, yeah, that's quite nice because that would meet a need in you. But I'm far too, I can't settle into the singing. That's, no. your, that's the wide-eyed, lovely you. Yeah, but what happened goes, is... Oh, they're all really nice, aren't yeah, they? Yeah, but in the end, um, I decided to help them out. They wanted to, they were refurbing the church and um, I helped them take all the pews out of the church. I had a van and I said, oh, I can take them to a thing or whatever. I said, oh, we haven't really got a thing. So I'm like, okay, uh, what do you want to do with them? Oh, I suppose... Like we could sell them, and I was like, "Oh, these would be amazing! Like, I'd like to keep a few, but I didn't have the space." So I said, "Oh, we'll sell them." So I put them on Facebook and everything else. And uh, a friend of mine who I won't mention come down and took to them, didn't pay for them, and didn't pay for them for months. And then uh, the people from the church turns out when they they've got a collective kind of thing to um, take down are very angry people. <laughs> yeah, and uh, I fell out with all of them. Mm-hmm. And in hindsight, it was kind of like it was quite good that it happened because, like, made you see another side. Yeah, which I knew was there, kind of thing. But at the time, it was quite healing for me because it was nice to just go along and, yeah. like, I like having these conversations. And at that time, there's only really me and my missus having these conversations. So it's just nice to have like an hour a week or whatever when we're having a similar sort of thing. And it just so happens that they're talking about something definitive that's written down and in their eyes definitely happened or is happening or whatever. Um, but for me, it was just that could, they could have been talking about anything, you know, and it's just it's nice to have weird, a bit of time find, to reflect like, about it. Like I find, I think, I think there's something quite nice about that. Like if you sit with someone and they're talking about, and it's like, yeah, it's all sorted. Yeah. It's like, no, no, this is the answer. Yeah. And there's your answer. It's all sorted. Yeah. And it, most religion kind of takes that, although there is like the onus of, you know, yeah, you have free will. Mm. But essentially, like the idea that 
takes the onus off of you. It takes, it's like, no, it's all right, Jesus does that. But even if, like, Jesus and, it, and God... I can see that's quite nice. Even if Jesus and God represents, like, all humanity that's gone before you, like, there's still lessons to take. Like, it can mean anything you want, that kind of yeah. thing. And it might be that they've just had to simplify it down for the masses so we can all kind of understand it and get our own thing from it. But I think, like, it's... It's like nine times out of ten, if you speak to someone about it, you say the word religion, they instantly think like nun or priest or God or Jesus or Easter or like going up to the sky or whatever. But like there's hundreds of religions around the world and you can take bits from all of them. Um, but it's easy to kind of get sucked down a rabbit hole of one. But I'd try and listen to a bit of everything really and take the best bits out of it all and, and go from there. Yeah, I... I... I feel as though I've become much more open-minded over the last year. Now I just think, you know, I think when people are really devout to one religion, um, I'm I'm a little bit uncomfortable with it yeah. because I just uh, there's always that kind of skeptic in me that thinks oh, it's, it's not enough evidence to say that's true. No, it's all your eggs in one basket. Yeah. But then I uh, then I do also really I mean if I'm really honest I'm quite I feel quite um jealous it's like well there you go totally get that but then I often, but then there's another side of religion where it's like oh this is all lovely and we're all good mm. but then there's another there's like a lot of it has a lot of guilt in it as well yeah it's like well if you like do if you're not like this and you're not if like you do that. behave like a human being then that's bad yeah so you know that idea that always oh, oh, no, this is nice. Yeah, I don't like you know, the written down really element work of that it. Way. I don't like the written down element of it. Yeah. Um, because it kind of then is goes into rules. Yeah. And opinion, and then it can be argued over, and then like people are having wars about the difference in the Bible still, or the difference in yeah, the text. That, that obviously, I, I think like in that. this day and age, I think it's mental. It's dreadful. Um, and the. Obviously, it's a lot more complicated now. We've sort of simplified it a bit, but or even like Northern Ireland is still, you know, essentially it comes down to that. Um, obviously, there's a lot more involved in like nowadays, like the money side of it. Whatever, I don't know enough about it to comment really, but it just it does make me sad that someone is so devout to something to that extent that you know they're firing rifles out their bedroom window on the school run. You know, it's yeah, it's mental, isn't it? But. Yeah, so the theory of you either have drugs, therapy, or religion. I think that's quite good. I'm quite pleased with that. Yeah, I feel like... that seems quite like, real when you flesh it out a bit. Yeah, in the immediacy it is definitely. I like to um, hear what other people think of it. It makes a lot of sense. Yeah, just, just the idea that, like, you know, it's not fuck around. That, that, is, that. They're all... Uh... And they're all kind of, none of, like, basically the idea that um, there's no easy route out. No. Things are all external, aren't they? Yeah. Although... Well, they're not really. No, because once you take drugs, they're in you. And religion is in you. And therapy's all very internal. Yeah. That's interesting that I said that. I wonder what Freud would say. Yeah, I don't believe there's any external answer. No. Because the external answer is like money and things yeah and not things don't make you happy no yeah it's a lesson I learned quite early on I'm quite I've happy. got loads of things and I'm like 
and still like. Oh, but I'd like my jazz master to be a little bit more like that. Yeah, you're going to paint it white. Yeah. I'd have to buy another one. It's fine as it is. It's just silly. Beautiful guitar. I know, it's silly, isn't it? Mm. You do it. But, as I keep saying, it's for a reason. It's so we keep going to work, keep earning money, and keep paying taxes or not. I've been reading a book about that at the moment. So, what? So. What happened with your dad then? So how long? What do you mean? Do what? Interfere with me? No. Um, When you so there must have been a point when you were a bit older. You're like, I can't be fucked to go. No, I still always liked to go, like the whole way through. Um, There were times when I couldn't because I was doing other stuff down here. Like I started DJing at a young age, so weekends with like DJing and making music and everything. And when that, especially uh, when when I was playing in London a lot, they weekends would kind of slide but then to be fair he was doing a lot of other stuff as well and I like the idea of him just enjoying his life and doing whatever because in my mind he was down there on his own all the time so if he was not about it meant he was doing something cool which you know it's fine with me kind of thing so again I just feel quite lucky with it all really that's really nice (laughs) yeah it's like it sucks that he ain't here like it's been hard, especially since having Buddy and Olive. There's so many things where I just know it. Like I'd be sending him photos or videos, going, oh, "See this, see that," and like it's hard. And I think like how far I've come as well in like the last few months, let alone like last however many years since he died. I think it's like nine years now, ten years. Like I like to think he'd be quite proud of our the direction that I've gone in with everything compared to how I've been in at other times. But then to be fair, he didn't know about a lot of those other times because I had a whole other other life, so. He would have been proud, you know that. Yeah, I think so. Of course he would. Yeah, I think so. So how's your life different to Darren's? Because I've never met Darren. Nah, so. I imagine, like, I don't know. Well, I think he looks, but that's about all I've got on Darren. I love I my brother, I he's amazing. Him. He'll be listening to this as well. Um, he, I mean, the only difference is he was younger. So we got slightly different experiences with dad, but I would say almost exactly the same. We were almost like twins. So we did everything together. We dressed the same, um, had little adventures together and stuff like that. So What's the age difference? Oh, you know I don't know that. Two I don't years. know how old he is. There's not many years. Three years, I think. Three yeah, years. two or three years. Normally two. Um, and so, yeah, from the dad point of view, we were quite the same. But at the time um, when uh, my mum and my stepdad got together, um, him being that little bit younger, I was out a lot more around that time kind of thing. So he's... So, is that like your mum's first relationship after your dad? Um, yeah, I think, um, yeah, they've been together maybe 20 years, I think, something like that. Oh, that's a long time. Yeah, and I love him. It's amazing. Oh, it's quite nice, really. Yeah. Like, it's like it's kind of stable and stable can be. Yeah, I mean, he it's... He seems quite a cool fella. He is, yeah, really cool. And, like, in the early days, I... 
didn't think I struggled with it. I thought I was cool with it, but I didn't realise, like, looking back now, the ways in which I was acting out, because other people were acting out that way, was actually probably a lot to do with it all. And I didn't I didn't realise up until, you know, now, really. About what? Um, well, just, you know, I'd go out on Friday, come back on Tuesday or whatever, hit drugs pretty young age, smoking a young age, drinking a young age. Um and yeah, I guess that's all kind of to do with that. And where Darren was a little bit younger, he was still like, quite homely around that time yeah. as well, kind of thing. But then to be fair, like it'd be the same either either way around. It's just like the age thing, whatever. Because you've been a bit older, mm. it probably impacted on you more. Yeah. So then you couldn't quite, you couldn't live quite such a normal life. No. I mean, there was like when mum and dad first split up I kind of become the man of the house yeah. mum always tells the story of how like, I used to save my pocket money up to buy light bulbs indoors and stuff like that and bits for the garden and things like that so I grew up quite quickly yeah. so I think in hindsight looking back when um she got with Sean and like Darren was kind of sorted and we started to kind of almost settle into life and school and everything else I think that was the time when I maybe started to process it all and started to get a bit more kind of fucked up. But not for any reason of anyone else other than that's how I kind of processed everything, really. I guess. Thinking back, at least. It's mad, really, when you look back on things. But it's difficult, because as I say it out loud, like it sounds like such an official thing, but it's never... No, no, no. no. I, look at, I look back on all of it, no, like really fond... Yeah, but I look back at it with all fond memories, really. All of it, the good and the bad. It's, it's integral to how I am now, really, and I think I've turned out all right. I think you've turned out really well. Of course you have. Thanks, man. Yeah. <laughs> when Did you see the thing I put on Facebook, uh, on Instagram the other day saying how like, proud I was? Yes, I did see that, man. I really appreciate I it. And I was completely genuine. Yeah, I do appreciate that. Yeah, it's been like, like I've always been lucky with things and I've always done things and that but like I don't know I'm literally working this out now as we speak like maybe it's because I was in pursuit of something maybe money or fame or whatever in the past but like since that stopped and since we were doing the podcast like I've had similar experiences to I've had before and stuff like that but like it feels so real and genuine like the most, I've had the most real few months or ever long we've been doing this, it's nine been months a now. Good yeah, yeah, it's been the most real I've ever been. And even like the relationships from the past, like friends that have like got back in contact and everything else, like they're the most real as well. They were then, but I was all over the place. They're all over the place, whatever. But they're still the realest of friendships now because they're still those kind of friendships. Like my mate Dan, Lee. Um, how you do like I know and Adam like and Andy as well like Terry and I kind of know that worst case scenario I could end up back there at some stage like oh come on like come around as well and it'd, it'd be as if like nothing ever happened kind of thing and that like and all of the other shit and all the other people that I'm not fussed about and stuff like that I just could not give a fuck about and it's been really refreshing working out who I am and almost becoming who I've always wanted to become but been scared of because of like other pressures and stuff like that like it's 
like it all feels so authentic and and real kind of thing. If that makes sense. I think it's kind of like that realization that like normal right. Yeah. Just that normal right. Yeah, I think it comes with age. You don't, you don't need. To, you don't. There's so many things that aren't really needed. No, yeah. It's just all right. Th- it's like right. you're kind of like shedding you're away okay, all that other shit. You're quite good, like, yeah. you're a good guy. And it's like, it don't, none of that shit really matters. Nah. Yeah, it's nuts, isn't it, really? That hour went really, really quick. And I don't know, don't know what we spoke about. We went on some quite wild tangents. Mm. Oh, I look like a fucking... I was going to say you're wearing a, a baseball cap backwards backwards I, I, it suits you it looks alright looking like I'm in uh, Limp Biscuit. yeah I love Limp Biscuit. I do love um, West Portland I think it's amazing yeah thanks man this has been uh, a milestone episode we're not allowed to mention why one day we will if we ever meet you in the pub but um, why no we're not going there we're not going to say it but um, I I've had a great time, and there's a reason for the tangerines. Um, look no, after. I've already said that, that this is boxing day. Oh no, no, that's not that. Oh no, oh, it's okay. uh, it's a secret. It's not a secret. Anyone with half a brain will probably work it out. But um, I can't work it out. Anyway, thanks for listening. Take care, one and all. It's Boxing Day after all. Have a good time with your boxes. And, um, yeah, get back to me. Drugs, therapy, or religion. religion. Yeah, simplify it. Yeah, what do you reckon? Let us know. Yeah. Tweet in. Take care. And each other. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.